I'm Brad Spencer, and welcome back to the Faith Connection. You know, we've been teaching on, on the subject or titled, Who in Hell? You know, it began with the uh, rich man who died and Lazarus who, is die, who died. And in Abraham's bosom was Lazarus and the rich man on the other side of the chasm. He was in hell. And Jesus taught this parable. And the rich man wanted Abraham to send Lazarus over to dip his finger in cool water and touch his tongue. He said, I'm in anguish in this flame. Even he wanted Abraham to send Lazarus back to his five brothers who were lost, lest they come to this place. And so we said, who in hell would have thought that the place was real? Who in hell would have thought that all you would want is just one drop of water on your tongue? Who in hell would have thought that once in hell, you couldn't get out? And who in hell would have thought that once you got there, you'd want to become an evangelist and warn others so that they wouldn't come to that place? And, and we said, you know, today we've got so many people that are just living for the moment. And they're all caught up in, in the natural things and all the perversions. And, you know, I sit and I look at the world that we're in today and it's become so polluted, so perverted it's not the America that I grew up in. You don't even have any kind of natural morality whatsoever. You know, I mean, you've just got now got two groups. There's no middle ground. And, and I think the same is true. You've got one group that's in darkness and you've got the other group that's in light. Not all of them are so bright, mind you. But that's the way we've got it today. And people aren't thinking about the future. Well, I think we ought to think about the future. Because there's coming a time that every one of us are going to meet our maker either in the great white throne judgment or we'll die, those of us who have been born again, and we'll be brought in, into the very presence of God, you know, absent from the body but present with the Lord. And those of us that are born again, we're already saved. We're already living in eternity. We're never going to die spiritually again. But dying is what the great white throne judgment is about. Everybody being judged and their life reconciled so i think it's something that's so important we do need to think about we left off in our last program talking about the fact that you know there are people who wanted to go into a a right direction and find a church and and uh you know sometimes they find the wrong church i grew up in a dead little church that's woke today and uh they never taught about the new birth being born again it was that doctrine of demons, you know, just to, you know, sprinkle with water and say you're saved. And, and, and that's a doctrine of demons because it's so contrary to the truth. Here's the bad thing about it. If you believe that you are saved because water was sprinkled on your head and you were convinced by a pastor, a denomination, a belief system convinced you that you are a Christian. And that's all you ever have to do. See, you could live the rest of your life going to that same dead little church, listening to those little sermonettes that they gave, and never get born again. And you could find yourself at the great white throne judgment and go, whoa, 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 I shouldn't be here. I went to church. Yeah, but look at what church you went to. Oh, but I was baptized, water baptized. Water baptism doesn't save you. 
A belief in the heart and a confession with the mouth concerning the Lord Jesus is what gets you saved. And that's the only thing that gets you saved. You can't get saved by being a good person. You can't be saved by doing good works. And that's why those are doctrines of devils. They try to uh, purge the conscience from dead works by doing good. And see, people can come up under those denominations, under those doctrines of demons, live their whole life, go to church, try to be a good person and think they're saved. That's what's so tragic about that and because they were lied to. So who in hell would have thought that you'd go to church all your life and end up at the great white throne judgment and, and find out that your name's not in the Lamb's book of life, it's blotted out, and you're going to be cast into the lake of fire. How tragic that is. But, I mean, it happens every single day. And you can't pry out some of these people from these dead little churches. Anyway, let's move right on. Who in hell would have thought that the hell they experienced on earth and the ultimate fate of hell itself was a, uh, was a result of their tongue? You know, your tongue can bring hell on earth and put you there ultimately. Set on fire by hell. Never extinguished by the word of God. So let's go to the book of James chapter 3. And I want to begin reading in verse 2. You know, the greatest hell you can experience can be brought on by your tongue. And James is going to talk to us about it. Notice he says in verse 2, For we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, a mature man. So the mark of maturity, spiritual maturity, is set by what your tongue says or doesn't say. That's how you measure spiritual perfection. Able to bridle the whole body as well. Now, if we put bits in the horse's mouth so that they may obey us, we direct their entire body as well. Think about that. A horse, and, and horses can get pretty good size, but this, this big creature, his whole body can be directed by his mouth. They put a bit in the horse's mouth and, and the bit has reins on it. And you know, you as the rider can direct, you can pull left and if you can move the horse's his mouth or head left, he's going to go in that direction. You can take him to the right, you can get him to stop, it's all done by controlling the mouth. The same is true concerning you and I. Our entire life is controlled and the course of our life is set by our tongue. The words that we speak. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And we need to know that. We need to understand that. I was teach, teaching recently, everything in the universe is designed to respond to words. God created the universe by words. He created or recreated the earth after the fall of Lucifer. He recreated it with words. He spoke faith-filled words, light be and light was. All of the plant creation and the birds and the animals, all of that, God spoke 
that into existence. So everything, even, even our relationships, our spouses, our children, everybody responds to words. They respond to kind words. You say, oh, you look so nice today. You know, I just so love you. And people will just smile. But you can walk up and just cuss somebody out. And I mean, you know, they'll get mad real quick. And so you've definitely got a response. Everybody responds to words in a negative or a positive way. And the same thing is true with everything that you say. Look at this. Behold, the ships also, though they are so great and are driven by strong winds, are still directed by a very small rudder, wherever the inclination of the pilot desires. So also the tongue is a small part of the body, and yet it boasts of great things. Behold how great a forest is set aflame by such a small fire. You think about it. Somebody can just take one little match and burn uh, 10,000 acres with one little bitty flame and look how much damage it can do. You know, I don't know about you, but the overwhelming majority of all the hell I created in my life, I did it. I did it with my tongue. I did it with my words. And our tongue can just create a forest fire, burn things down around us. You can burn your marriage down. You can burn your career down. You can burn your health down. There's so much you can just burn down with your tongue. All right, the tongue is a fire, the very world of iniquity. The, the tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body. It'll defi defile your entire body, your entire life, and sets on fire the course of our life. And we could just say it this way. The tongue sets the course of your life. The tongue sets the course of your life. If you don't like the course that you're on, change what you're saying. See, people grow up and parents, they talk to their kids. You'll never amount to anything. You know, you're just worthless. You're, you're no good. You're stupid. And the kids hear that and they get themselves in agreement because they hear it so much. And guess what? They grow up and they never amount to anything. You know, some of them end up in prison simply because of words, the power of words. They heard parents speak that way over their children. Sheila and I never spoke over our children that way. We told our children, hey, look, you're brilliant. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. There is nothing that is impossible to you. You are an overachiever. And we helped set the course of their life. We spoke the right words. They heard those words and, and they became ingrained on the inside of them. And, and they followed that course. We told them, you'll never get involved in drugs and crime and all. They never did. So it's important that we, that we don't set on fire the course of our life, but the tongue does set the course of our life. You know, uh, it can set the course of your health. You know, well, Grandma, she died with this. Mama died with this. You know, I'll probably... No, don't say that because you're now in agreement and, and that's a chain, a generational chain. And listen, that thing's going to follow itself to you because you set yourself in agreement and, 
Yeah, this is uh, part of my heritage. It's in my DNA. You can change your DNA. You can rise up and say, no, I tell you what, this don't. This may have run in my family before, but bless God, it stops here. It doesn't run in my family from here on out. It won't. It's not allowed in my life. It won't be allowed in the lives of my children or my grandchildren. We're just going to make a new chain. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you can break these spiritual things in your life. But notice this next statement. And sets on fire the course of our life and is set on fire by hell. The course of our life is set on fire by hell if we haven't learned to control our tongue. Amen. Well, who would have thought? Who would have thought that the hell they experienced on earth and the ultimate fate was a result of their tongue? Who would have thought that? But it's so true. If you ask most Christians, well, is it important what you say? Oh, they don't really think so. They laugh and talk doubt, fear, and unbelief, and they bring curses upon themselves and others. And, you know, everybody, I mean, you couldn't go in there and say the word hell. Uh, they wouldn't like that. But you can go in there and speak any kind of doubt, fear, and unbelief that you want to and join because everybody else is doing it and they think it's all normal and they don't realize the, the course of their life was set on fire by hell because they were having what they spoke, what they said, and didn't realize they could turn it around. So, go with me to Mark's Gospel chapter 15. Mark's Gospel chapter 15. Here's the thought. Who in hell would have would have thought that they too shouted, crucify Jesus? Look at this here. Mark chapter 15 and verse 12. And answering again, Pilate was saying to them, then what shall I do with him whom you call the king of the Jews? And they shouted back, crucify him. But Pilate was saying to them, why, what evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, crucify him. And wishing to satisfy the multitude, Pilate released Barabbas for them. And after having Jesus scourged, he delivered him to be crucified. You know what the truth about the matter is? Every single one of us put him on that cross. Every single one of us. Because all of us stood at one point in front of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, just like the first Adam did. And we partook of it and its fruit thereof. And we died spiritually. And so we were all in need of God's redeeming power. And it was all of us that put Jesus on that cross. And he experienced everything for us. All the hell we would ever experience and create in our lives and that others would bring and that which the kingdom of darkness would try to inflict upon us. He bore all of that in his own body, on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by whose stripes we were healed. Think about all the sickness, all the disease that's in the earth. Jesus died for it. He paid for it all for every single one of us. He experienced our hell on earth 
experiences. Everything. He, he bore our place for the lake of fire. Everything. Because you see, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God wants you to have everlasting life. He doesn't want you to keep delaying, delaying one day, you know, wake up and realize, hey, I'm at the great white throne judgment. It's too late then. And you see, I keep saying every one of us are going to meet our maker and it's so it's so true. And some people just put off and put off and put off getting saved, born again, that one day they cross over that point of no return line and they can't go back. Can't go back. You can't come back to the earth and get another chance, another opportunity. So those of you that are listening right now, I want you to make a bold step and lay hold of salvation. Today, the Bible says, is the day of salvation. You're not living in yesterday. You're not living in tomorrow yet. So today can only be the time of salvation right now. So I want you to step out in faith right now and say this with me. Heavenly Father, I repent of my sin. I repent for breaking your commandments and for rejecting Jesus. Today I come to you and I believe on Jesus in my heart. I believe that he died for me. I believe that he was resurrected. When he died, I died. When he was raised up, I was raised up. And so today I confess Jesus as my Savior. Save me, Lord. Come into me. Cause me to be born again. You can do this miracle. And I receive it right now. In Jesus' name. And I declare that from here throughout eternity, I'm, I'm going to serve you. And I belong to you. And you belong to me. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Amen. Well, praise God. Listen, if you prayed that prayer, you are now born again. You are in the kingdom of God. And you're living forever right now. You have eternal life and we're just so rejoicing that you made that decision and prayed that prayer. We want you to contact us on hisimageministries.faith. Information is coming on the screen and uh, tells you a little bit about the church, His Image Ministries that supports the Faith Connection and produces it. We want to invite you, if you're anywhere near Hickory, come and visit His Image Ministries. Man, we've got exciting, just like we teach you on the Faith Connection, we're teaching new creation realities. We're teaching people how to walk by faith, teaching people how to be victorious in life. So this would be great ministry for you and your family. Those of you that just got saved, it is so important. You need a place to grow and mature in the things of God and in the knowledge of God. So we want to invite you to come and visit with us. I see our time has slipped away from us once again. Remember... Just like always, we're here to help you 
Make your faith connection today.